Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that is raising the bar on craft cocktails. I'm your host, Louise Sullis, and with me is my very, very talented friend who always makes day drinking fashionable, the mixtress DC Gina. <laughs> Hi, Louise. Hi, Gina. Virtual hug for you. Yes, I heard this all- is a thing now. You have to do this. Oh, is that it? Yeah, I don't know. Is it, I'm it's kind of like in New York. I don't really know. Kind of like the reverse of jazz hands, then. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like clapping, but not really. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's a lot of differences between the genders. Yeah, you'd agree? Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. But did you know there's a little funny little difference um, when it comes? This is really small, but kind of big. It uh, comes from the way we button our shirts and zip our jackets. Do you know that on a men's shirt, the buttons are typically on the right and for women on the left? And uh, there's not any real one answer or like they know for sure, but there's some theories out there. They're nothing but theories. Um, And one goes back. I'm going to take you back in time. Of course, you know, I always do. Um, Ready. (laughs) <laughs> get that drink that's vodka folks now uh for one <laughs> so one reason why men's um shirts may button on the right actually goes back to days of yore of course and it has to do with um shirts were wealthy men anyway wealthy had shirts that came with uh, weaponry like a place to keep your weapon so a knife or a sword for instance it your dominant hand your right hand you'd need your left hand could unbutton your shirt but obviously your right your knife or your sword had to be in your right hand same thing came when it was guns it was exact same thing the dominant hand played the role so why women on the left this is kind of interesting jump ahead a little bit in time well again it has to do with the cost of buttons buttons were very expensive so only the wealthiest of people women especially had clothing that had buttons and did those wealthy women dress themselves oh no 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 they would they were dressed by their maids so they would be standing in front of said woman and buttoning their shirt so that's why they're on the opposite side because it wasn't meant for the wearer to button it was meant for those maids to actually button her dress like I love that and hate that I <laughs> like I love it and then I'm like do I hate it and then I'm thinking would I like somebody to dress me in the morning yeah yeah and then and why don't they figure that out for kids clothes because that would make it a lot easier I, got a lot. <laughs> I go on about this one move on go on couldn't you just use velcro I mean that's in my that's in my different job there you go <laughs> That's nighttime, folks. Uh, (laughs) All right. So now that I got your appetite all wet for fashion, fashion knowledge, let me introduce today's designated drinker. And it will make total sense my ongoing, my going ons about buttons. Um, She is none other than the digital influencer, blogger, model. It is the blonde in the district herself, Danny Souter. Welcome to the show, Danny. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Good. Look at you. You're so beautiful. Oh, and thank you. As are you, ladies. So stunning. This is just your normal. You wake up and look like this every day. Is that what it is? No, I actually got ready for you, ladies, today. Um, this quarantine has me literally like sweatpants and chill, like <laughs> most days. So it felt really good to get dressed up and do my hair and do makeup and put on something fun. Absolutely. It is kind of funny. I had to run some errands and actually ran over and missed Gina. I needed to drop something off to her, but I was so excited. I got up and I was like, oh, I'm going to shower. I'm going to do my hair and put some clothes on. And really, I ran to Janice, who is our producer. I ran to her house and I ran to Gina's restaurant. And really, these are just mere errand running. That's all it was. But I was very excited. Hair was done, makeup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a fashion show going to Trader Joe's now. You know, it's like for Target. <laughs> Like just get done up and just walk the aisles. <laughs> In your own mind, you're on the fashion wa- runway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's like, you know, sexy music playing and you're just strutting down. In your own yeah. head. That's exactly yes. all the time. <laughs> I mean, you're like, I'll pick this laundry detergent. I mean, yes. there you go. You're like a twirl. Hey, the world is our runway, you guys. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> may as well make the best of it. I, I love that. I think we need, I think we need more of that. And, um, you know, the news maybe just a little bit to lighten the, the load because every day it just gets a little bit more dreary and unsure and uncertain and silly. Yeah. It's awful. It's really terrible. Um, 
and it's not just the effect of like, you know, people getting sick. It's like people without jobs. And, and I know, you know, Dina, especially like the restaurant industry I know is like struggling. So I've been trying to support, you know, local businesses as much as I can. Cause I think that's so important during this time. I saw that. I, um, I follow, I follow Blonde in the District, and if you're listening to this, you should, you should too. It's actually really, she's actually very funny and um, keeps you really in the know of what's going on. Um, one of my favorite things is that she went to a place in Alexandria called People's Drug, and we had them on our show. Sunshot. I love People's Drug. Yep. And I was laughing because I'm like, she's getting this pickup, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what do I get? I think I'm going to get, and I was just, you know, <laughs> it was it's nice to see like everyone can't go everywhere during this time, but you got to go to your local and like, you know, your haunt is like, you know, your place. Right. But then yep. like, I've been to your place and maybe you've been to like, you know, my place. Yeah. And it's just nice to see it because like you miss it. Yep. You, oh, for sure. The socialness of it. I, I crave that's like the sociability. Like, I don't even know if I, it's the drinking with other, somebody else or having you in my, it's just, interaction I miss well you know me you know me Gina I'm always in those places I'm never I'm never talking to a stranger I meet half the bar if I'm there (laughs) I can't help myself I'm terrible (laughs) do you want to talk to me you don't want to talk to me it's okay I'll just keep talking until you talk to me (laughs) (laughs) either move seats or talk to me it's okay (laughs) right yeah it's crazy zoom only goes so far I mean it's it's at least we have good technology now, you know, it, Yeah. so we can all stay in touch. Could you imagine if we didn't have smartphones or Ugh. laptop computer, <laughs> like laptop, you know what I mean? Like we used to have desktops and stuff. Could you imagine having to do this like back, I don't know, even 10 years ago? No, no, we couldn't. We could not do this 10 years ago. Yeah. I, when I first started freelancing, a lot of my clients were still in Hawaii and I would have to do presentations. And of course, you'd you'd want to present the creative to them and in, in like a conference like this. And it was always terrible. It never worked out. The old technology just never worked. It would never connect or it was so slow. Um, so, yeah, we should be thankful. At least we've got this right. Yes, yes. So I saw you, speaking of Old Town, Alexandra, I saw that you posted also from UPS, which yes. made me laugh. Tell me <laughs> yes. about that getup. So my, my husband and I own the UPS store in Old Town, Alexandria. And um, a friend of mine who, he's, you know, another creative friend, he owns a graphic design company. He found this image and it was of a girl in like orange bubble wrap, like on a street in New York City. And he's like, you got to do this. And I was like, this is amazing, but like, what, where am I going to get bubble wrap and do? And I was like, duh, my husband and I own a shipping (laughs) business. I can get, I have tons of bubble wrap. So I made my husband order pink bubble wrap and, um, the photographer I work with Ariel, she and I literally made a bubble wrap dress and it was, you know, I never really talk about the store on um, my social. And I was like, you know what? I should do a plug for the store. Like, why not? I need to, you know, support my my husband and I's own business you know so um we did that and it was a lot of fun we had like packing peanuts you know there's some with like all over and we shot it like really early on a Sunday morning before the store opened (laughs) and like 20 (laughs) minutes before the store opened we were on our hands and knees with tape picking up like all the packing peanuts because we had like crushed them from like walking on them it was a lot of fun it was my favorite shoot like by far so tell us what oops sorry Gina Danny, I've been waiting for this episode to tell you because I wanted to share with you an image um, of me. We repealed it. So we founded the, the DC Craft Bartenders Guild and the guild is like in its 12th year. And the second year of the repeal day, we did a futuristic repeal day, second, third year of repeal day. And we did futuristic. And I was in a room with Owen Thompson from Archipelago and we were wearing, he wore a white suit, you know, with like goggles, like very... Um, Willy Wonka, you know, the TV set. My entire dress was made out of bubble wrap. Yes, I love it. And it was um, taped together. Each scene was taped together with um, duct tape, like the gray duct tape. (laughs) And they taped me into the dress. Yes. And I worked an entire bartending shift in the dress. Oh my God. And I've never had more blisters on my entire (gasps) body because it was so hot from rubbing. 
Oh my wedding. gosh, I never thought of I shot in the winter, so I didn't I didn't experience that. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, but when I saw that, I was like, it was so beautiful the way that you did it. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, and I, we wore pink wigs and it was crazy down. I'm like, I have to give her this image because it's so funny. Cause like we we didn't do that. Like we never like that wasn't our intention. Our intention was to like make it like that was all available and you wrapped yourself up in garbage in the future. And it was all about like sex and garbage and drugs and alcohol. And it was just really seedy. And then you had this beautiful, like, I don't know, like just whimsical and I loved it. So it was like such Thank a good you. opposite, amazing thing. I love that. So I it was like real it. safe sex. I mean, literally very safe sex <laughs> wrapped in <laughs> bubble wrap. <laughs> yeah. But then my, my, my vision of like what I think the world looks like in the year 3000 is you're wearing garbage. So then you have to put it, put it together creatively. That's fun. That's yeah, so, yeah. Trashy. I want to see that photo. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to, I will, I will sign it right after this. Isn't it crazy too? Like what goes into like the behind the scenes of like photos and things like that, or like of your costume, you're like, I had blisters all over. And like, people don't see that side of it. They only see the outcome. You know, they don't see the other side. I think it's always so funny to watch like, or hear stories about outfits and, or photo shoots, you know, things like that. And I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times as a creative director, you would tape somebody into their clothes. Like you could only shoot from one direction because if you saw the backside, it was either (laughs) too big or too small. And it was like literally taped to the person's body. And who knew what kind of blisters they were having afterward after you ripped off all that duct tape off their body. But uh, yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, we're going to give you a wax too while, while we're here. Yeah, free waxing. Waxing <laughs> from duct tape. <laughs> duct tape hurts. People that are into that, like sexually, it hurts. Oh my um, God. You know. I can't even imagine. That is not, no. That's a no. whole thing. Whole thing. <laughs> There's a lot of people who like some odd things. So let's talk about not odd things. Uh, <laughs> how did you become? No, I think it's fun. It's so much fun. How did you, it was just, I was just trying to figure out a way to segue this. And it was, it was a choppy attempt at best. Um, tell me, um, tell us about how you became a fashion blogger. I mean, like, where did this happen? When did this stall start for you? So um, back in the day, like way, like probably, oh gosh, like in t- back in the day, I'll just say back in the day. Um, I had a a makeup blog and it was, it did really well, but I was working so much at the time and traveling like 80% of the time for my job that I just didn't have the time to keep, to keep it going. So I decided to, to, you know, shut it off. And, um, I ended up going to another job and the job, it was like one of those jobs that you think you're like, Oh my gosh, this seems too good to be true. And it was. So I stayed at this job for a year. I left a job that I had been working. I'd been with the company like six years. It was really hard for me to decide to do it, but I took the leap and it was awful. Like it was a company that didn't understand like marketing and I was hired to help them market. They didn't even have a website when I started. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how am I supposed to go out and market you guys if you don't even have a website? Like this makes no sense. So I started getting really down on myself at this with this um, job because you know you want to do a good job at work you want to you you want to be able to express yourself through your work and I wasn't getting that like I was always being told no or always hitting roadblocks and so my confidence was just like plummeting so I decided that going into the office I was at least going to express myself through dressing because I couldn't express myself through being creative in another way like through work So I started dressing and like, you know, dressing up more or, you know, wearing something fun to the office or just something that I knew would make myself feel good. So I ended up leaving the job and, you know, in the time that I was looking um, for a new job, I decided to start blonde in, in the district and I wanted to start it as a way to show other women how style can actually help boost your confidence. Yeah. Not to be intimidated by style. I think a lot of people are intimidated by style. I'm trying to show you like, look at style as a tool to, you know, to make you feel good. Yeah. To express yourself. It's, you know, and it's, it it is, I mean, it is true. You get something new and all of a sudden you just kind of like a good, I don't know. You just feel better about yourself for, even if it's just superficial, sometimes it's just what you need to get through the day. Totally. Even just like a lipstick, putting on lipstick, you know, can boost your entire mood. I think, you know, makeup and, and clothing is, even though some people think it's superficial, I think it's a great tool to use. 
Just I think it's the way to express yourself too. It's how you, absolutely. it's how you want to be seen in the world. I don't, yeah, yep. absolutely. I think it can get superficial when it overrides other things or people use it as I'm better than, or um, yes, a negative totally. way. Of, but I think, but your point of empowering women to um, embrace their beauty and em- embrace who they are and, and don't be afraid to show it. I always say it's like yeah. a dance, like everyone's watching. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to just live for yourself, you know, do what makes you happy, wear what makes you happy. And I think that's the amazing thing about style is so many different people have so many different styles. And I just think it's so cool. You know, I really, I just love it. Cool. Cool. It's always wonderful to hear somebody's doing something that they love and it shows, I mean, the passion for it shows. So I wanted to say that I met Danny. Oh my God. Now what, how many years ago did Alec we open now? Three? Um, yeah, they've been open, I think, three years. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So I went to a pre-party with, with Dan. Danny was there. And she was there just to just, like walk in the store. And I was invited. And I did the cocktails for it. I remember that. And they dressed me. And like, Danny's like, put this on. Put this on. Put this on. And she's like putting on all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't wear things like this. And I only wear black and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, no, no, no. Put this on and this. And put these and this. And, and like, I left with all this stuff and I'm like wear this I wear black sometimes navy and blue mostly black (laughs) and then I don't know I I look you can even look back like even in like my um Facebook or Instagram whatever like for events big events of course I'd wear like a shiny fun dress or whatever but everything else was generally the same color black or whatever it was the reason why I, I wanted people to meet you in my world, like in my, my world, because you changed me. And that's very hard for somebody to like, you know, um, come in and give me some kind of like a different version of myself that like, I don't generally pay attention to now, especially now that I'm a mom and I have businesses and stuff. And I don't know the last time I actually bought something black. It didn't have like a shimmer or it was for a reason or it was like a cool pant to go with something like like more colorful and bold. And it makes me feel really good when someone says to me like, oh my God, I totally love that. Or you're on a train in Manhattan because I was like going downtown uh, this fall and I had on this new jacket that I bought and it was like really a cool like foldy jacket and a puffer and and it was like bizarre and like this lady goes I love your jacket and she wasn't like plus size like myself she was just you know a, a, she was well put together wearing heels on the subway and she's like I like love your jacket and I was like and that made me feel really good because one to get a compliment in New York City is right possible yes <laughs> unless someone's asking you for money yeah. and <laughs> Or they want you to do something for free. So it's either they're gonna, they, they want your money or you're going to do it for free. So either way, you're somehow exchanging money. And um, it was just, it was a really great moment. So like, I am so happy to share you. Like, I know you have a million, there's so many followers here, but like my, my liquid world where these people navigate to bring like such a little sunshine that you are Thank there you. is so great to me. Oh my gosh, you literally just made my day. I had no idea, one, that that changed you. And I used to also just do all black everything. And then when I started embracing my style more, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm actually very pink and bold and I like prints. I mean, look behind me, you know, I like yeah. sequins. So um, I love that. And I love that you're wearing pink. We're all wearing pink. Yeah. But, <laughs> just so, so everyone knows that is a happy accident. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, and I think also, you know, getting a compliment from a complete stranger really can make your day. Anytime I see somebody, man or woman, I'll, and I really like what they're wearing, I'll compliment them because I think it's just, one, it's, you're making somebody else's day. And also, I think it's great that style is a conversation starter. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I'll have, like, a really cute, whimsical bag, and someone will stop me and be like, oh, my gosh, this bag, this is amazing. Where is it from? You know? It's, it starts conversations and just brings some sparkle and happiness to people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what? It costs nothing to give a compliment. Yep. It costs you absolutely nothing. And you could just be, somebody could have a terrible day, and if you just, that, that, that 
just generosity of uh, acknowledgement and sharing. I think sometimes, you know, it just can, you could, somebody could be having a terrible day and your simple smile and um, appreciation is all it took to change that. It's a, it's Absolutely. very little effort. You know what else changes your mood? Alcohol? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do, let's do a drink. So, uh, all right. So let me, let me have to change this for you. In case we, uh, we're going to do that. Right. So you can see everything. Okay. Love your melons. I mean, your grapefruit. They are. <laughs> This is my grapefruit. <laughs> I can put it here for you too. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna, so it is that time of year, and you know, Danny brought up, and uh, that today was supposed to be the Kentucky Derby, which was um, very sad that it's not happening. So we're gonna do. Let me see if everybody can see that. There we go. So we're gonna do a crush style cocktail. It is not technically. Uh, it's it's more of a cobbler, and a julep could be technically a cobbler as well if you added some sort of fruit to it and the spirit so what goes into a cobbler in general is just something crushed up in the bottom you can either shake it or crush it in the glass and we're gonna we could do both and or and a little bit of um a, a sweetener and generally a liquor or champagne and then what we're gonna work on today is a champagne cobbler and we're gonna do two different styles Danny is going to do a shaken style. And I think Louise, you have this, you have a metal tin. Yeah, a I big one or a little one? I have just the big one. I'm sorry. How do you shake it? It has a lid, but it's this style. All right. So you're, you're going to, you girls are going to both do two shaken cocktails. Okay. And I'm going to do, I'll make two cocktails. Okay. Yeah. So I'll do two. And we'll do one for each style. So in your shaker tin, you're gonna open up your shaker tin. Yep. And what kind of berries? So this drink right now that we're gonna do, we're gonna do with berries. What kind of berries do you have? I have strawberries. Mm, strawberries are good. So let's I have do strawberries, blackberries, and blueberries. You're gonna that's yeah. ambitious. Do them all. Do a few okay. of each. <laughs> and throw them all in there. Yeah, you're gonna do basically you wanna do about, you know, an ounce, an ounce and a half of fruit. So however fruity you like it, this is really more of a personal preference. If so do work, I want to cut the strawberries, Gina? So you're going to put them in there and do so you just see how I threw them in? Yep. Right? Yep. Does, does everybody have a um, muddler or a spoon? I do. Do you have a spoon I, with you, Danny? I do. I have a straw. Will that work? Is it, is it strong enough to push it down? Maybe. I can try. Try. So I just kind just of... Just gonna kind of just give it a little, a little mat, like just a little mat, because you're gonna shake your drink so it'll move around itself. Okay. So we're gonna put this in the bottom here, and then this one, I'm gonna, because this one's an actual cobbler, I'm gonna mash this one up just a little bit better. Okay, so we're gonna put that in there. So now, Danny, do you have a simple syrup there? I do. Perfect. You're gonna put in one ounce of. Like, well, what could you have brute or do you have um, champagne? It makes a difference. I have Prosecco. Prosecco, you're gonna use a half an ounce of simple syrup. Sorry, I didn't have it. I had to go to the refrigerator to get it. You're gonna use a half an ounce of simple syrup then because Prosecco is a little bit sweeter. So you're gonna put in your strawberries, half an ounce of um, the simple. And I, I'm going to use my strawberry simple syrup if that's okay with you, Gina. Okay, so oh, then you're gonna use a different good. berry. Okay. Are you using a different berry with it? I mixed berries. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, any simple syrup. So basically, the recipe really is two ounces of fruit, half an ounce to ounce of sweetener, um, and that could be any kind of simple syrup that you like, or an Amaro. And then you're gonna put this in there and you have that in there. And then really, you can finish this drink. I'm going to add to the one here, I'm going to add um, one ounce of gin to this one, but you can add any spirit that, you know, floats your boat. And then in this one, in the shaker one, I'm also gonna add, um, well, you know what, maybe I'll change it. I won't use gin. Well, I'll just drink this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'll use tequila in this one just to kind of show the difference of what Ooh, you yum. can do. I have tequila my too. language. That good. Yes, yeah. so we could do a little tequila in that one. So gin in the first one, tequila in the second one, you have your, um, syrup and everything in there. Now, citrus. At this point, you're gonna add a citrus. You're gonna either add 
Um, you can add lime, lemon, grapefruit, whatever you have. Ladies, what do you have? Hold up what you have. I have lime. Lime. And lemon. you have a lemon. Great. And I'm going to, you know what? Let's make it all different. Let's, I'll use a grapefruit. Okay. So I'm just going to squeeze this in. You're going to squeeze that in. And you want to put about an um, half an ounce to an ounce if you like it super tart. I just sprayed myself with this. <laughs> I was like trying to look down. I was like, oh gosh. The prize. Hazards of the job. Yes. So see, you appreciate your bartender now, right? You're like, all right, maybe I will pick up those cocktails. Uh, yeah. This is, I mean, it's fun to make them at home, but they never taste as good as when somebody who is an actual professional, like yourself, Gina, yeah. makes them for you, you know? Until Gina takes you step by step, I think you're gonna be of, surprised. Of course, right? So now we're gonna take our, um, you get a little bit of ice. You can use crushed ice, regular ice. Um, do, who, do you guys have, you, so who doesn't have crushed ice? I don't, I just put the cubes in. Okay, so you put the cubes okay. in and you can start taking your cocktail when you're ready. I'm gonna put a little bit of, I have crushed ice, Gina. All right. So are you shaking yours, Louise? I was going to, but Use I regular ice then. Okay. Is there a technique to shake this? Hold on. Yeah, start shaking. Danny, two hands. Two hands? Two hands. Shake it like you mean it. I'm shaking it. Let me say. Good, 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 good. Go. All right. I don't hear anything, Louise. Are you like shaking it? I Is am. I'm shaking it. Is there ice in it? Yep. I can't hear it. All right. Anyway. All right. Now you shook your cocktail. You have a glass in front of you, everybody? I do. Yes. All right. So I'm going to do really quickly. Can you see this cobbler? Yeah. So this is your cobbler, right? So instead of me shaking the cobbler, you're going to halfway fill it with crushed ice and you're gonna move it around. This is you mixing this cobbler. This is why I love these drinks. This is the same thing for a julep. If you do it this way, you put it halfway, you see the amount of liquid that's in there, it is yep. full, right? Yep. And you're gonna take a little bit more ice and you put it on top. And how much ice do I have in there? You're gonna put it on top and you just let it sit. And the idea of a julep or a cobbler is to, you just kind of let them, you let them marinate and the longer they sit, they become a long sipping cocktail. That's why you drink these generally in the summer when it's hot, because it's not something that you don't really need to navigate in the winter. So now you take this drink and we're gonna finish this one off with a bit of champagne. Oop. And you're gonna that put that so in. Good. Does. My mouth is watering. I'm like, let me drink that, please. And, <laughs> and then this one, just because I'm missing the dairy. We're gonna put that in the center and you have this cocktail, it's complete, okay? Oh, and we'll do this one with a straw. Now let's finish up the one with the ladies. So now I got my shaker tin, I'm the same as you. I'm gonna take my drink and I'm gonna shake it. And I'm making a bit more noise than both of you, but that's okay. So now with the same step. And now we're gonna take a glass. So I'm gonna show you a really fun trick. See these little ball jars? These are super fun when you're gonna have friends over your house. Or if you wanna make a whole bunch of these during COVID and you wanna have this in your refrigerator, you can go to this step that we just did, shake this drink, leave this in a little mason jar, and we're gonna strain it. Now, you could double strain it or regular strain it. I'm just gonna double strain it just because. And you're gonna put it in the double strainer. Now, it doesn't look like a lot, right? Because this is your base. So this is your base. Now it's in there, right? We can all see the little base. Mm -hmm. So now you could take this, put the lid on it, make five of these, put this in your refrigerator, have it sitting there. And then when you're ready, because your kids are driving you crazy, you're done with your spouse, you're finished with your <laughs> Zoom work, you can't believe today is the day, and you're home by yourself, there is no reason why you can't have a garnish. So you're gonna put a little garnish on there. And then you are going to take your champagne. Now I like to, I always say you want to put about double the amount. Woo! And if you're having woo, a, woo I love that it. That's the best sound in the world. I'm sorry, but is there a better sound than hearing a bottle of champagne open? No. No. That actually did scare the hell out of me. <laughs> so you're having a bad, you're having a regular champagne drink. You're going to double the amount. You want a little bit drier. You're going to put just a, about another ounce on top of that. So now the reason why you put your berry on there did you see it rose to the top, but didn't spill? Yep. Because it stops it. Ah. Because of the bearing? 
Yeah, well, anything will do it. A lemon, a lime, you know, something else. And then you, there you have it. You have your quarantine champagne. Sure enough, I did it just to see. You're right. So cute. I like how everyone's colors are different. Cheers. Cheers. I love that it's kind of tingly on my nose still because the bubbles right. are coming up. And now oh, each one of them are different because I have grapefruit, strawberry, and gin in this one. I mean, yeah, tequila. Sorry, tequila. And that's it. So I will 100% post everything I just said if you didn't catch that at designateddrinker.show. What was that address? It is designateddrinker.show. <laughs> and um, I'll give you... Uh, the equation, how to do this, how to marry it a little, you know, up with whatever in your um, refrigerator, bar, dribbles, drabs, or whatever you're drinking these days. Well, that's a great way, honestly. I mean, one, it's, it's a great cocktail. It's so good. So delicious. So good. So good. Um, but I like that there's like, to your point, it's depending on your own flavor profile. So if you want a little sweeter, you can, you're at, you know, a little more fruit. Are you looking for a drier? And so... Gina, tell me the difference. If, so I had Prosecco, Danny had Prosecco, you poured champagne. Um, what, how does that differ? And, you know. Um, dry. So basically levels of dryness and sweetness. So you have to like remember your own palate at that point. You have to say, you know, don't add too much sweet, don't add too much double syrup then um, because the Prosecco is sweet on its own. Um, you do need a little bit though to combat the, um, Basically, it just balances it out. You know, Prosecco, even Prosecco, Champagne, or any of those things, they are very acidic. Gotcha. And you want to have it have to be a longer cocktail. And if you want to just Champagne, you just put Champagne. But um, so classic is berries and Champagne, you know. It doesn't get, it doesn't get more, um, you know, typical like French fashion than just a Amazing. bowl of strawberries and Champagne for sure. I, so over um, Christmas, I went to... Um, Paris and we went to Champagne region and it was one of the most amazing experiences like of my life. It was so cool. I learned so much about champagne and I'm like, I drink champagne all the time. How did I not know like half of this? It was so cool. So I, I highly recommend it. If anyone likes champagne, um, go visit the region for yourself. Wait, yeah. I have a question. Wait, I'll give you my, I'm going to give you my test. You ready? What is the grape that makes champagne? It's, um, the cat, um, it's a red, it's the red wine. It's the cab or no Pinot Noir, right? Could Is be Chardonnay. 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 Yep. But Chardonnay. you're right. Chardonnay. Pinot Noir. I knew that. And they tinted oh, and you have so, your rosé. Yeah. And they, um, so like we, um, visited Vouve Quico and they were talking about like the blends too. And I was like, I never realized like that they are famous for making like blended, you know, the like blends, champagne blends, like that's crazy. Which is the greatest part about champagne. Nobody realizes it's like a perfectly bubbled cocktail. So everyone's like all hot on the seltzers right now. Just drink champagne. They've been doing that forever. <laughs> so yeah, classy. We just, yeah, we can so just throw classy. some fruit in the, into our champagne. It doesn't taste like the chemical, the, the flavoring. <laughs> no. And if you get a good vintage champagne, it should have a nice like little apple, effervescence to it. That's why you have your difference between a non-vintage year and a vintage year. Um, really quickly, I'm starting to realize that cocktails and alcohol in general is like style. Everyone has their own thing that they like. And again, you buy what you can afford in terms of style. It's the same thing with alcohol. So they're like this. Yes. Um, but question is, what are your hangover like remedies? Ooh, I got a good one. You do? Please tell me because these quarantine hangovers have been no joke for real. All right. So <laughs> two things. One, you can go the natural route, right? And it's going to sound completely insane, but just follow me. Tell me. I'll do anything. Um, <laughs> so depending on what you drank, you want to like in the next morning, like wake up and you're definitely a glass of water is always the best thing in the world. Uh, and it's going to sound ridiculous. Apple juice, real apple juice, not, not apple juice that's in aisle five in your grocery store. Like apples juice like two ounces of apple juice or like basically you know one and a half apples makes two ounces of apple juice you just take a quick shot of that and if you have ginger mix that in there heaven if you want oh, to, I need it, to buy a juicer is what you're saying and a um, lot of apples you can do it in a blender 
Do it in a oh, blender. I oh, I didn't think about yeah, that. You strain it. Do it in a blender and strain it, and that's and that's it. Yeah, my and, my trick. You, sorry, but you really honestly hydrate. You like I always tell everybody, you're gonna have a cocktail, have a glass of water. Yeah, right. But truth, the truth be told, is really it's the end of the night. That last big glass of water before you go to bed, and it's waking up right away and getting vitamin C or vitamin C A and B, which an apple happens to contain all of those. Oh, and then a little bit of like ginger takes the nausea away. Oh, that's so, great. Thank yeah, you. I get like killer headaches, and which means I can't, I can't, t- I can't keep anything down, and it's terrible. Oh, I never knew that. Hmm. Thanks for asking, Danny, because I've never asked that question. My my only tip is drink water like the entire time. Like mm-hmm. that's the only thing I've got. Like I try to make sure. And to your point, Jenna, I always have that big glass of water right before I go to bed. Um, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That's all. It's I super annoying though after you've been like drinking all night and you have to wake up and you have to go to the bathroom and you're like, God damn it! And then you're like, the glass is empty because you drank it. <laughs> yes. And you're like, all right, I'll just go get another glass of water. Yeah. It's annoying. That's it is. Up. Wasn't it Tony? who was on the show, Gina, who was talking about Jack and he was talking about the Jack and Coke and it had to do with the amount of sugar that you're consuming mm. in your cocktails too. And he had a theory, then he walked us through the story of, he had this guy and he just had him drink just diet or just diet Coke. I think that's what he drank all night long. And then just another night, just drink Jack, but don't mix and see what you feel like the next day. And he felt worse after just drinking diet Coke overnight oh. throughout the night. And, he, and Tony's point was, it was all about the amount of sugars you were consuming. So when you're drinking the diet Coke with the Jack, you know, alcohol breaks down this sugar and now you've just added, you know, uh, carbonated like sugar on top of it. So. How do you remember that episode? I was so fucked up. <laughs> we were in New Orleans. I don't know how you remember that episode. Well, I think it was it was that was the day that was a very long shoot day. And oh, it was Danny, she comes to New Orleans with us. It was oh earlier. Oh, we'd have so much fun because you could tell us how not to look gross and sweaty because there's it's impossible because it's July in New Orleans. So oh my gosh, uh, I, I have a New Orleans story for you guys. Well, I'll tell the, it later, or maybe it'll day. maybe I'll tell it in New Orleans when we go. No <laughs> what goes in New Orleans stays in New Orleans. So when we were in, on that day, we were shooting when Tony Abagaman was on the show, which was a great day. I was totally in love with him and in love with Johnny Schuler was also on the show, who was a master distiller because you know we do like five shows a day um, in while we're at Tail. So because we just get some really great people, um, also impeccable dressers, Danny, you would die. They they looked so good. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. And, but the end of the day was Gina's really good friend, longtime friend and Mason who owns uh, Turkey and the Wolf. Yeah. Turkey and the Wolf. I had stuck wild in my head for some reason, but, and so they start off and there is a bottle of makers and they're going to, you know, uh, or Mason was a little uncomfortable. It wasn't like super comfortable. So we're, Gina's going to lube them up a little bit. They're going to get story. And and he got talking and more he had to drink. And so it made for a good episode, but they were doing, they drank almost the entire bottle of makers. And and it's funny. He's like, Gina's, Gina's like, you helped. And I'm like, no, cause I can't drink it. I can't, I'd be like on the floor. I don't have that. They drank almost the entire bottle. That's why she can't remember earlier in the day. Cause she totally, (laughs) (laughs) though <laughs> that happens it does it does you put on your big girl um your, your big girl party dress in new orleans because it's on if you're in we're in no, yeah, it'll be, let's do it it'll be good like we'll hope not this year there there are no tails this year obviously because of covid but it's going to be really great next year we'll save yeah. it all up and have a great time next year yeah it's a good time you have to go with the plan though gina the first time i first year i went gina's like louise this is what you're going to do. You leave at midnight, no matter what. You don't stay no one what. minute past midnight. <laughs> That's when it gets a little. No, you can have to be having the time of your life. You got to go. You got to pull the Cinderella. Well, you start drinking at like 11. I mean, like, honestly, liquor is flowing everywhere because it's the largest cocktail uh, spirit industry um, convention in the world. So it's everywhere. And you get to taste some of the most amazing things. You're meeting the distillers. It's a really great event. But uh, yeah, you've got to go with the game plan because you can easily lose, stumble through it or lose your way. And because I've had Gina with such strict rules, I have fortunately never misstep so i have her to thank for that to keep me on you know keep me straight and narrow i have a, I have a question for danny danny give a give a give our listeners 
that are at home and they're all struggling with something to do. Like, what's a good way to like reorganize, restructure? Like, like you're like you have all this time, right? Like, are you doing anything with like you know reorganizing or like you know what to do with your clothes? Like, you're gonna go back to work. You're gonna you're gonna go back to society. What are you going back at? Like, what are we what are we doing? What's the next so, step? Um, I have been reorganizing my closet. And when I say my closet, I have, um, my husband and I live in a, a two bedroom apartment and one bedroom is my closet office. I call it my clothis because I have so much <laughs> stuff and I'm like, you know, I have a little desk set up, but then I, you know, the, around the walls I have, you know, clothing racks and things. And, um, I, it was a disaster. Like admittedly it was a disaster because I have too much stuff. Like I have so many clothes, shoes, bags. And I was like, this is driving me crazy because I'm home more now, obviously. And I was seeing it like, you know, it's like in my face. Like every time I walk in, I'm like, I like, I just got to declutter. So I went through, I was up until like 3 a.m. Like one, one night slash morning. One manic moment. (laughs) Yes. I literally, I was like, this is it. And I just went in and like cleaned out a bunch of stuff. I consigned stuff. Um, I actually had an online uh, consignment sale with a local consignment um, shop in DC uh, earlier this week, and it went really well. And I was like, "Good, I'm glad that like other people are going to use these clothing or the you know or accessories, whatever, and it's going to bring some happiness to them and de- you know make me yeah. um, give me more peace of mind." So, in terms of organizing, I am not an organized person, you guys. Like, I'm <laughs> so I think just when. I always get like struck with like a mood. I'm like, I have to do this now. I just roll with it. Like just go and I don't know. That's, that's my best advice. <laughs> what do you I think the new post COVID looks going to be besides getting your hair colored? Cause like myself, like what is, so bad. I oh. mean, t- t- like, t- See, like just- give, give some advice to those listening that are like at home going, you know, everyone's going to have to like make a decision. Like, are you going to go and see your waxer or get a waxer because you can't believe that you haven't been waxed (laughs) or are you getting your hair done? Are you cutting all your hair off because now it's too long and shaggy? Like what, give us, what do you think the next trend is going to be now? It's kind of, we're going to roll right into summer. So where are we at? Um, for me personally, it's going to be hair. Like guys, I have an image (laughs) I have to maintain and this, I can't, I can't change my, my blog name to brunette in the district, you know, like so for me, it's going to be hair. And I feel like so many uh, women and men are with me on that. Like it's definitely the hair, but I think I've, I've been seeing a lot of people doing like at home, like coloring their hair with like the color shampoos and stuff and like coloring their hair purple or like, you know, a fun color to like get them through. So in terms of like COVID hair, trends I feel like that's something and you can do it at home with a color shampoo it's so easy you know um and I I got very lucky my stylist um brought me color so (gasps) but because my hair is dark but what I'm combating is the grays and it was really really bad I was like oh my it was terrible like I would we were doing like video like even if my meetings like my board meetings I'm sitting in all I can see is that gray halo because it was just getting so (laughs) so thick and rampant or running rampant so he dropped me off he dropped off color it's it's salon salon color and it's based on my the color he I don't have highlights anymore but I also don't have gray lights either <laughs> hey, this is a trying time it's like whatever like if the grays need to be gone the grays need to be gone you, you know color you can get later yeah <laughs> so yeah I I I, I really think hair is going to be the next trend and like nails like I've been painting my own nails like it, this is this is really difficult <laughs> even like Botox, I'm like, I'm up for my Botox appointment. When am I going to be able to go in and get fixed? You know, and wax and everything. Can you yeah. talk about Botox? Because like, I love that you talk about it openly. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to say, I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s now, right? And I have been thinking like, I would like some Botox, I think. And I am like, I'm afraid. I am, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm like completely petrified. I do it. And then 100%, I can either not not do it or... I wind up looking like Jack Nicholson from the Joker. Can you, can you talk to me about it, please? Yes. <laughs> so um, I, I was petrified to try Botox anything. Honestly, I really was. And I held off on it. And actually, I was a little judgmental of people who did it. And I was like, why would you do that? And then um, 
you know, I had the opportunity to work with a local, um, a local brand here. And I was like, you know what, why don't I just try it? I'm going to try it. I'm intrigued. I want to try it for myself so that I can make my own judgment of what it is and if I like it or not. So I did like my forehead here and then I did filler in my lips and like here on my, on my chin lines it's called Muppet lines. And I'll be honest with you at first, I walked out of the, out of the office and I was like, what the F did I just do? Like my lips were like out to here, like literally Goldie Hawn, you know, in First Wives Club when she's oh, like, yeah. yes, I was literally like, what did I do to myself? You're sore. But um, everything like settled in and I was like, wow, like this is amazing. My skin looked amazing. Like my forehead was like, sh like shiny in a really good way and looked so smooth and I love it. <laughs> so now I'm like hooked, you know? Um, and it's something I think a lot of people think also that, you know, you're not going to look like the Joker. Like you can do something, it's right. going to enhance you. It's not going to well, change the way you, you look. go to a reputable style, a like place. salon, yeah. Like, a good place. I almost knocked over the, the Prosecco. That would be a really bad day. I think that's yeah. something, I think I want to, I want to do it. Like, I, I almost feel like I have to like be handheld. I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, I was sweating. I, I was like sweating through my dress when I like went in. I was like, <laughs> like I got up and there, you know, this like sweat stains on the chair. And I was like, okay, like I was so scared. I was so nervous, but it was fine. So maybe you should have had the Botox is for sweating as well. Like I know people who yes. have like, a, like the hand, like, so what it does, it, it really wasn't meant for facial things it, um but what it does is um but that was a byproduct right so like people who have like incredibly sweaty hands or like sweat profusely they actually use botox to i guess what it does is it it basically deadens the nerves right so it stops that from happening so that's another reason so maybe you should have been like i need this on my arse too yeah can you can you do my entire <laughs> back and yeah <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people get it in their armpits, so like they don't, you know, sweat or anything like that too. But I mean, it's 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 up to everybody. If you are not about that life, no judgment. If you are intrigued, I say try it. Go to some place that's good and you know that you know or someone refers you. Um, but yeah, just try it once. It's not permanent, so it'll wear off. So let me ask you another question. I love your eyeliner. I wear liquid liner on my eyes, but I also am 47 and I am not afraid to tell anybody because Latina skin works. Yes. Holds up. Um, but it does, it's changing on my eyes. I mean, I can, I can, what liquid liner are you, cause I love your liner and I wear it all the time, but I'm, I'm, I struggle. I've tried quite a few brands and I spend more money than I want to admit on trying different things. So, but what do you, what do you recommend? So this one that I'm wearing is actually Maybelline. It's Shut like $7, I think, or something like that. It's very That's affordable. Awesome. Yeah. And um, I've actually, I love colored eyeliner, especially like right now when we all have to wear masks, like why not play up your eyes, you know, like have a really fun pop of color on your eyes. And eyeliner is so easy because then you don't have to do anything else. It's just, you know, line and you're done. So um, this one is Maybelline. I have one from Kat Von D also. Yep. It's like a bright electric blue and it's really pretty but really hard to apply so I recommend the Maybelline one it's just a liquid like a little tube and it comes in like all colors that's great I mean and that's like like you said it's seven dollars over the counter I always yeah. find the over-the-counter ones more challenge most challenging because there's no one you can't test the product before right. you know so that's great to know that's a good hidden secret that's such a good idea yeah or like put some glitter on your eyes and mascara you know just something fun since the rest of our you know, now in public, the rest of our face is hidden except our eyes. So play it up. You know, I have another Goldie Hawn reference now, right from that. Remember that, what movie was that when she when she was um she went to um the Arabic country and she had like her eyes was on the the poster. Oh my God, what movie is that? I, I feel like I envision what you're. She she was on the big poster and she had the black the black mask on and just her eyes they were super like dark. With the blue Nabayan. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god, it wasn't like Benjamin. It was um damn it. Okay, so thinking. so anyway. folks, just so you know, we'll put this on the website. <laughs> You're so intrigued. <laughs> I god, I wish Goldie Hawn listened to the show. Oh, I love Goldie Hawn. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. She's a mood, like always. Absolutely. Especially in First Wives Club. Ugh. 
So um, in case I'm doing a little housekeeping right now, in case you want to, uh, of course, if to get this recipe and Gina's many, many tips and tricks on how to make a, a really beautiful cocktail for the midday, it's perfect for day drinking. As you can see, it's daytime and we're <laughs> drinking and having a great time doing it. And if, Cheers. if you watch this Zoom, good luck with my hair. Yeah, well, it, it's, well, you know, so it, it's, so you're going to go to designated drinker.show. Gina, what was that? What was that? One more time. Designated drinker.show. Absolutely. So you get all of Gina's ticks, tips, ticks. I hope she doesn't have ticks. Campaign's working. Tricks and tips, how to's for this recipe, and then all the recipes for every show before this. Um, and then we also want to make sure you get a hold of Danny. And she is a beautiful person inside and out. And you're, what I love about your social media is, and your it is not, it is about fashion and it is about beauty, but it isn't empty. And it feels very meaningful. And it, I think that there's a beauty part to that. That's so beautiful that anyone can be beautiful everyone can be beautiful um and what you put out into the world actually does make a difference so you, you go to the web our website you'll get all the episode and i'll make sure it's in the episode notes as well um so if you're listening now um it'll be in our episode notes so that you can find her um in her social media and see how beautiful she absolutely is stunning but she's also a beautiful person inside and out too thank you so much for having me on the Love. show well Just gina so is, I, I i kick it back to you you've got one more it's all you. Right, one question this is my last question so in this day and age where everybody i know we're out of i know i know all right in this day and age where everybody identifies themselves with some sort of animal and you might identify yourself with a lace-wing bug because you <laughs> pollinate the garden and you know, you're know you all good and, and wonderful and beautiful and just lovely lime green. Um, if you were an ingredient, what would you identify with and why? An ingredient? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. For, like a, for a drink or anything. anything? anything. Oh my gosh, this is... This is a great question. I have never been asked something like this. Um, an ingredient. I feel like maybe I'll say bitter because it's like I kind of, I, so I'm a Gemini. So I'm like kind of, I have that like soft side, but also that kind of like edginess side. So I feel like the name bitter, but then you try it and it doesn't, it can be sweet too. I guess yeah. I'll say that. I love it. There you That's go. a great answer. Yeah. Perfect. All right, All right, ladies, go out and spread beauty in the world. Cheers. I think both of you Cheers. do that very easily. Cheers. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. Cheers. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Take care. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. To learn more about HCOA or to find out about Missing Link's other podcasts, head over to missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.